All right, welcome into the Quintessential Ministry Podcast Advent season. Uh, that's what we're doing today, and I have with me Pastor Nicole Schreiber. Would you say hello? Hello. And we are going to talk uh, just a bunch of Advent things. Tis the season. So uh, this first... Um, little bit. Well, let me back up by just prefacing that uh, here at Erie First, we have prepared some Advent devotionals called A Simple Christmas, and so we're going to talk about that the next four episodes of the podcast. Uh, but today, Pastor Nicole is going to uh, kind of join along, give us some setup, kind of where this whole project came from, what you were thinking, and, uh, and all of that. So uh, do you want to kind of share a little bit of that? And then I know you had a couple of questions you wanted to ask just about Advent in general. Yeah, so um, let me start with this, Quint. Do you guys have any Christmas traditions at the Lindblad home? Christmas traditions. Actually, today, my wife just texted me, they all arrived. Every year, we get all of our kids an ornament that represents their year, whatever they're... So, like, Preston mm-hmm. is an artist, so we got a little ornament that is, um, you know, paint. It's, a, it's actually marshmallow. Like, it's a little s'more and it's holding a paintbrush and a hmm. little easel thing. Cute. And then what's Anderson's? Oh, Anderson learned to read this year. So it's a s'more ornament with a bunch of books, whatever. So anyways, we add five ornaments a year to our tree. Mm. So it's getting a little ridiculous. Yeah. And they're still really young. <laughs> but they will take them all with them when they move. This is like their starter Here's your first 18 ornaments, Anderson. Get out of my house now. That kind of thing. That is right? sweet. And do you give them to them on Christmas Day or Christmas no, Eve? No, well, so she'll wrap them up today and we'll give them today so that they're on the tree all oh, season. So like, nice. it's kind of like a pre-gift. We have found that when you give kids gifts earlier, if you can, even if it's like one a week leading up to Christmas, it kind of reduces the chaos. It's very overwhelming to give three, four, and five-year-olds just like 10 things in a day. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to get batteries and play with all of them. And you have a lot of three, four, and five-year-olds yes. at your house. So anyways, that's our... Um, that's cool. That's kind of our thing. How about you? Um, so we have two things probably. So one is on Christmas Eve, um, we always we go to church, of course, and then we I buy them all matching pajamas, which okay. is really fun. And so mm-hmm. they get to open... One gift, they always know what it is, but they're matching pajamas, and they open them, and then we get in our pajamas, and then my husband reads the Christmas story um, just from the scripture, and then a few years ago, I went to Israel and actually visited there and visited Bethlehem and saw all that stuff, and when I was there, I bought a candle, and so we light this candle from Israel as if to just remember, you know, where, kind of where it all started, yeah. and um, and then... The candle stays lit when they go to sleep. I, of course, blow it out when we go to bed. But um, I put all the Christmas gifts under the tree by the candle and that sort of thing. Just, again, to try to remember um, what it's about, you know, instead of getting kind of caught up in all this stuff. So the other thing we do, and this is kind of similar to what you're talking about, is we do Advent calendars. So uh, starting December 1st, which is tomorrow, happens to be tomorrow, um, we will, uh, every day we'll open up a little, has a little candy in it or a little squishy doll or whatever it is in each thing. And the kids really look forward to that. So that's a really fun tradition. My parents did that for me and I really love doing that for that's the kids. Cool. So. Yeah. We have one that is just, um, it's like 24 pockets and we just move an elf every day. Yeah. So you're so still they, doing the countdown. Yeah. So which is exciting. So anyways, it's, it's fun. It's a great time of year. I'm sure, um, anyone listening, you have your, your family has your traditions or your things that make the, this time of year special. 
I was actually looking up uh, just, for example, just traditions, Advent traditions, just to see maybe what around the world or, you know, around the, the country, what people do. And um, it was interesting in China, uh, Christians light their homes with paper lanterns, which I think is cute. Also makes me think of Rapunzel. Um, but they have these paper lanterns and sometimes they, they decorate a tree of light um, with paper chains or with flowers. And so that's kind of the Chinese tradition. Um, in Eastern Orthodox churches, uh, they believe in a, they participate in a nativity fast that actually begins November 15th and ends Christmas Eve. And they abstain from eating meat, dairy, fish, wine, and oil. And so where they, is that? Yeah, that's in Eastern Orthodox churches. And the idea is that that would never fly fast. here because Thanksgiving is right in <laughs> yeah, the middle of that. Yeah, that's true. So. That's a good point. Or it would be quite the sacrifice. Sure. But the idea is that um, these things, taking them out of their lives, will help better fix their eyes on God and better fix their eyes on the kingdom. Hmm. Um, another one I looked up, and I know you mentioned to me that you guys have done this in the past, is um, the Jesse tree, which yeah. is like a, yeah. uh, a certain, basically the, there's these ornaments that you hang on a small tree and the ornaments represent an Old Testament prophecy about Jesus um, that just kind of shows them along. How did you guys celebrate it when you did the Jesse tree? We actually did it with the church I worked at at the time and every... The Jesse Tree is a devotional. I condensed them down, and we made it available online for all of our congregants uh, to read, you know, pretty much a cliff note version of the Jesse Tree devotional every day. And then on Sundays, um, whatever, let's say it was December 1st, 8th, 15th were the Sundays, the pastor preached that, you know, whatever the Jesse Tree devotional is for December 1st, that was the content of the sermon, and then again on the 8th. So it was just kind of like... As a church, we walk through mm -hmm. those 25 days together like that. Which and that's is cool. still a book you can get. So yeah. if you're listening and you're interested in doing something else with your family or whatever, you can find that, I think, on Amazon or yeah, whatever. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but it's interesting. So I think what, uh, what I'm kind of noticing in, in a lot of these traditions is that they really are just physical representations of what we want to remember is spiritually happening. And it also really helps uh, kind of like what you were saying with um, on one day, if all the kids are ripping open their gifts, how chaotic it is. It just kind of shows that Christmas really is not one day. Like right. it's really never intended right. to be one day. Yes, there is a certain date that we all get off work and, you know, we all we, we get together maybe with our families. But especially for a Christian, if you're a Christ follower, uh, Christmas really deserves a lot more attention than just one day. And that's what maybe I love the most about Advent. And that's why we created this packet for people and for people in our church is because uh, we really need to be focusing on how um, amazing the birth of Jesus was and how, how it changes so much about our faith for more than just a day or more than right, even just right. a service or two, you know, that, that we're going to go to. Um, so I think that that's probably the reason behind it. And the reason Advent itself was born uh a lot of people do Advent in all kinds of different ways. Another, if you're thinking of Advent, you might think of like a wreath. Um, and I did a little research. Quint, do you know what the wreath is supposed to stand for if you have an Advent wreath? I feel like I've learned this before, okay. <laughs> but it's not coming back to me right now. So, so anyway, the Advent wreath, it's actually... Uh, is created out of evergreens, right? So that symbolizes... Um, the everlasting love of God. And so that's sort of the idea. And it's in a circle, which reminds us of God's unending love and, and eternity and how he makes this all possible. And so the idea of an Advent wreath in general 
is just this natural representation of God's supernatural love, of God's supernatural eternal love. And then particularly, um, there's candles, right, in each, in the Advent wreath. And the candles are, um, they're flames that remind us in John 1, 4 through 5, when it says um, about Jesus, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And so it's this idea, again, that as we look at the candle, you know, I shared, we I kind of light that candle on Christmas Eve, but this whole time, as we see those candles, we have this remembrance that we are in darkness, we, we're in sin, without Jesus, we are hopeless, but with Christ who has come, he is the light in the darkness and doesn't overcome it. Yeah, that's so good. And it just shows that as you dig into any and all or most anyways, of these traditions, you will find like such deeper meetings. I know we just get the wreaths out of the basements and the attics this time of year and just yeah. kind of do the thing. But um, it's a great reminder that all of these traditions have much deeper roots than we probably even give them credit for. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that um, this year is as good a year as any to try to dig into some of those and try to find uh, some of that deeper meaning and, and remind ourselves of some of the bigger things. So that word Advent um, is actually a Latin word that means coming. And mm. so the idea is that, um, again, these four weeks are set aside as this time of expectant waiting, of preparation for, for Jesus' birth. Like Jesus is coming. And what I love about that promise is not only did Jesus come on Christmas Day, but we know he's coming again, right? And right, so right. we can have that same expectation and anticipation as we're watching again for the second coming of Jesus. But it's this really, the Advent season is this really this perfect opportunity to remember um, the greatness of Jesus and his perfect love for us. And so, um, as you mentioned, so we created these packets um, for every family in our church. If you're listening and you're from Erie First, we did hand them out this Sunday. We'll have more available this coming Sunday. Um, if you need one delivered to you, we would love to bring it to you. If maybe because of COVID, you're homebound right now. Um, or if you just want to download the the written part of it, you can find that at eriefirst.org slash advent. And so uh, we would love for you to just even let's maybe you're listening today and you are not in the area or you right. are distant. Yeah. Uh, we would still love for you to um, follow along with us at eriefirst.org slash advent. Um, and so what were what was in the packet or what you will find online is uh, in the envelope is five devotionals, letters written from pastors on our staff, uh, Pastor Quint, Pastor Kayla, Pastor Don, and I, of course, wrote two of them. Um, and these are all letters that uh, focus around the concepts of Advent, um, hope, joy, love, and peace. And also in the packet, there's five candles to light uh, when you're reading the devotional. Again, we just talked about why candles are significant. They are a reminder, a physical reminder of the light of Jesus. And so we just put five little tea candles in there for you to light while you're reading the devotional and thinking about it. If you just download it, uh, you can grab a candle from anywhere, right? You can, sure. you can get a birthday candle yeah, if you whatever, want. <laughs> whatever, whatever it you've is. Got. Yeah. But you can do that yourself. And then also in the, the packet we created is an ornament for your Christmas tree. Uh, that's just a, a nice little idea that maybe if you put it on there, you'll remember to, to keep doing this throughout the month. And also if you attend Erie first, um, in your, maybe have a child in our kids program, um, they will receive a craft that goes along with week two. And so they could bring it home and you could do the craft together while you're reading the script, the, the letter from pastor Kayla. And so we just really tried to make it really interactive, 
really a time. We're giving you all the tools you need to make Advent really special at your home. And simple. Um, And simple, yeah. And so our hope is that you would pick one time a week, just one time a week, to sit down with your family, uh, whether that's just you and your spouse or your children, or maybe you want to do it with your parents or your friends via Zoom, and go through this devotional, exploring the amazing truths of the Christmas season, and really pray together, you know, and do that. And so um, that's really what's in that packet, and that's what's exciting about it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I think it, it is. It's simple, and it's good, and I think in a year... I mean, we're going to talk about this for just a minute, but in a year that has just been absolutely crazy, um, and we're all heading into kind of the last month of it, I think simple is good, and simple is in order, and it's what we need, and so hopefully uh, you find it as an encouragement to you um, to just read through these things and remind yourself um, kind of the bigger picture after a really chaotic 2020. And speaking of just simple is good, um, that's why we actually named our sermon series this whole month, A Simple Christmas. Right, That's right. the deal. Uh, we we want to just focus on, we want to rediscover hope, joy, love, peace, you know, the, the things that Christ's birth should remind us of. And um, so I do want to encourage you, if you're listening and you can, you know, don't miss any of the Sundays this month, um, either online at 11 a.m. or in person at 9 or 11. Uh, so we will worship together. We'll hear from God's life-changing word. We have a few other special kind of surprises planned to keep us in the holiday season. We will be singing Christmas carols. We absolutely will. <laughs> and um, we'll be worshiping together. And it'll be really great. And so don't don't miss it. I think one thing that was really on my heart um, driving in this morning uh, to work is to... Be careful, be cautious that the first thing to get off of your agenda or the first thing to get off your list is worshiping with other believers. I think in this time um, of COVID, we can really make a lot of excuses. I'm just being honest. We, yeah, can, we can do a lot sure. of things that, that we think are essential otherwise, but let this kind of worshiping together thing go. Now, I totally understand some people cannot make it. They need to watch online because of their health concerns. But here's the thing. There's a difference between uh, just watching online and going to church, right? So if I'm going to encourage you, if you're watching online, don't just put it in the background when you're doing something else. Uh, set aside time to really engage in the presence of God uh, because, you know, spiritual mus- muscles atrophy if you yeah. don't use them. Yeah, and so there's sure. no reason to believe that if you went into 2020 and maybe for the last eight months you haven't been in church, there's no reason to believe that you can just pick up where you left off. That is not how it works. You need to keep that spiritual muscle moving and and be in the presence of God and prayer and Bible study and being with people. So I guess I just want to encourage you that um, we take a lot of risks right now. You know, we do things that are essential that we have to do. And I would say uh, worshiping the other is pretty essential. So make yeah, it a and, priority. And just to add to that, um, you know, we choose what we'll, what we're willing to risk for is a a simple way to say that. So I would challenge, I would echo that sentiment and just challenge anyone to really think um, what, where your faith is in the priority list of your life. And someone, I was at, um, at the mall this weekend and um, maybe, maybe it wasn't as crazy as typical Black Friday weekend shopping. I don't know because that's not really my jam. I just happened to be there this weekend, but there was a lot of people mm-hmm. and you know, um, I had a friend who was at Home Depot this this weekend, and he said it was just crazy packed. And it just it really is a reminder that, like you're saying, we do we choose what we deem essential, and we we 
what's the word, justify other risks we're willing to take. And I can tell you, because I oversee uh, facilities and some of the different things here at Erie First, we work really hard to keep it safe and keep it clean. And yep. uh, we encourage mask wearing and social distancing and all the things. But I, I agree. I think it's really important. Uh, someone was just telling me a couple of weeks ago that he pretty much, he didn't check out on his faith, but he just checked out on trying to keep up with whatever his church was doing. Because after seven months mm-hmm. of just watching online, he was just burned out. And he just said, whenever they finally open again, this is not in Erie, this is in a different state, but whenever they finally open again, I'll just, I'll get back in and we'll, and, and I, my heart, you know, I feel for that person because they, they were trying, but just after so many months they did, their spiritual muscles atrophied and they just kind of checked out. And that's really what we're speaking to. And, and it's why we're, we're trying very hard and putting our best foot forward to stay open mm-hmm. and be here for you yeah. um, through this season. Yeah. So, so just a little pep talk from Quentin Nicole here, but That's right. I think um, just a reminder, every Sunday in December, uh, our plan right now is to meet in person at nine or 11 AM. 11 AM is live stream. Again, we we're so glad if you can jump on that. I just want to encourage you to be present, be yep. engaging. Uh, don't just watch it like a TV screen. This is, you know, try to really pray when we pray, worship when we worship, you know, be a part of it. And then also um, Christmas Eve, our Christmas Eve services will be at 2 and 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. The 4 p.m. will be live streamed. So uh, try to, you know, figure out what works best for you and your family and make sure that you make that a priority. I, I just think especially maybe the Lord during this Advent season is going to convict and draw back um, some people that maybe have lost a little bit of that momentum that you're describing yep. and um, could potentially but maybe been feeling a little bit far from God. And so I think this is definitely uh, important. So I did want to also today, um, Pastor Quint wrote the first devotional. And so the first letter. Uh, so if you do pick this up, you'll hear from him first. So uh, Quint, the, the topic was hope. Tell us a little bit about what were some things that you wrestled with or thought about as you began to write this out. Yeah, so um, the scripture that I was kind of given to frame this conversation around was uh, Luke 1, 29-33, and it just opens right up. It says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Speaking of when the angel visited her and told her this life-changing news, um, that, that she would be the mother to the Messiah. And honestly, those first four words was about all I needed to have an on-ramp into writing this. Mary was greatly troubled. Mm. And I think that um, it is really bizarre. It, it has been really crazy to live in a time when everyone in the world, but let's just take the United States for an example, Everyone in the United States in some way, shape, or form has had their life altered, changed, affected by COVID-19 mm-hmm. and the coronavirus in 2020. I mean, everyone from Tom Brady, professional athlete, LeBron James, to me, to my kids, mm-hmm. who are two, three, four, five, six, whatever ages they are. So um, <laughs> They multiply when you talk about them. So it, it is unlike anything any of us have ever lived in. I mean, I think... Probably almost everyone has lived through some type of personal tragedy or personal struggle or personal, you know, whatever the case is. But for everyone to have this common, uh, troubling season, it's unreal. It's yeah. unprecedented. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's the word of the year, but it is. It's we've never seen anything like it, and so it can be 
maybe in the past it could be easy to read um, a devotional or scripture that says Mary was greatly troubled at his words, et cetera, et cetera, and kind of get our minds around that. But I don't think this, I think this year everyone qualifies in some way, shape, or form as having been greatly troubled. Yeah. Right. And so I think that that is where hope comes in. Mm. Hope is so important for us to be able to get through. Hope is, um, I don't think hope is the one singular thing that Mary possessed. She obviously had the Holy Spirit. She had Jesus as her son. She was very influenced. And it, but I think hope, she had this hope that what the angel was saying was true, mm-hmm. right? We have this hope as believers that what Christ has told us is true, that in this world we will have troubles, but troubles, yeah. but take heart because he has overcome the world, John 16, 33. And so I think that heading into the wrap-up of this year and looking into 2021, just it's so important that we we choose to cling to hope. We find a way to cling to hope. We do whatever it takes to stir up hope in our spirits yeah. um, so that we so that we can make it through, so that we can, you know, hope for a greater future, so that we can see the other side of this thing. So I don't know if that, yeah, you know, what you're thinking as I'm saying that, but. That's great. Well, what I'm thinking about is, so the sermon coming up this Sunday, as I'm, I'm going to preach about hope. Um, one of the, there's kind of two ways you can look at hope. Okay. So you can look at it like, um, man, I hope that happens. Like, I hope I get, you know, this for Christmas, or I hope we can get enough, you know, money to pay for that or whatever. And it's kind of this, uh, questioning, hopeful sort of future. Like that would be really great if I wished and it happened. That's one side of hope. That's the natural side. Mm -hmm. But the supernatural side of hope that, um, you're talking about here and that you wrote about is this confident, expected waiting. So it's not so much that we hope Jesus comes and spend, saves the day, like in a, I wonder if he will, but it's a, um, we have this hope because it's anchored in what we know to be true. And so when we say that Mary had hope, we realize that Mary had this confident, expectant faith that what Jesus said would happen or what God said would happen would happen. And so that's where she was able to deal with in the greatly troubled. So I think one of the differences maybe in um, the natural versus the supernatural of hope is that we we do know the end of the story. Um, we right. really know the end right. of the story. In fact, uh, Pastor Quentin and I had this fascinating conversation about Revelation yeah. uh, recently, um, how you were reading Revelation 12, right, and right. it was giving sort of an example. Do you want to expound on that? Yeah, I mean, if you read Revelation 12 through the lens of the as the Christmas story, I mean, well, just go do it. It will. It is the Christmas story like you've never been told. It is. It is the representation of the supernatural, what was happening in the supernatural in where, what we're reading in Luke chapter 2. Yeah. You know, we're, Luke chapter 2 is a very natural description of a supernatural event. Revelation 12 is a supernatural description. It's like you pull back the curtain exactly. and you can see. Exactly. In fact, if you do read that, if you take this challenge, message Quinter and tell, tell us what you think. Yes. Because we had such a fascinating conversation about it. I'd love to hear, if you're listening today, I'd love to hear any thoughts. Uh Mine's N Schreiber at eriefirst.org and Quince is Q Lindblad at eriefirst.org. You're gonna have to look up how to spell that, but yeah. you can look it up at eriefirst.org. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it is it is crazy, and it, it really just re- it's a reminder. This is what I think it's a reminder of. You can't fight 
supernatural problems with natural resources, right? So being greatly troubled is, um, there's a natural side to it, but there is a supernatural side to it, even from an anxiety, a depression, yeah. uh, a what's going on inside our mental health, our mental health, um, our spirit, our soul, just the different things. These are all, we are very intricate beings, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so these are all just bigger things than, than you can fight with, um, a good diet and exercise and positive affirmations in the mirror every morning, you know, like we need to rely on our prayer life. We need to rely on the word, get into the word. In fact, um, the verse that this is probably the most quoted verse on hope in the Bible. Um, I, I, I can't think of one that's more quoted, but um, Hebrews six nineteen it says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure it enters in the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf and has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. But it go, earlier, before that, just to give you some context, it's talking about God's promise to Abraham and um, how God swore to him, swore upon himself because there was no one greater to swear upon. And uh, anyways, it's really just this reminder. So, so this is like the hope of all hopes that Hebrews 6 is talking about, mm-hmm. right? And it's talking about the hope of Jesus Christ and who he is uh, to, to us, but also to Abraham. I mean, we're spanning all of time here. And what this is what stuck out to me. This is the hope of all hopes that is the anchor for our soul. But I would say, in general, hope is the anchor of the soul, mm. right? And so yeah. it's when we feel like we have hope that our soul feels anchored and that we know it's going to be okay, Yeah. right? And so a great place to start anchoring your soul is the hope of all hopes, Hebrews 6. But also from there, build a hope for 2021. Yeah. Build a hope for your family for 2021. I dare you, right? Because 2020 doesn't make you feel like there's a lot to build a hope for. Right. But your kids deserve it. Your spouse deserves it. You deserve it. It's what God wants for you. Build hope for the next year. Build hope for this season, this Christmas season, uh, so that it's not going to be you know, we're not just going to skid into the landing here for 2020, but like, let's finish it strong, even though it has been a mess. Yeah. And let's believe for great things for the next year. And let's let's find our way back to hope um, so that we can see life different in the years to come. I think to me, that was like really the thing that stood out mm-hmm. and the message that stood out to me. It's really good. Well, and this, uh, you know, you might be listening and you might be thinking, okay, great, but I don't know how to do that because the world around me, you know, my, right. the stimulus checks run out, the, uh, I'm trying to work, my kids are homeschooling, sure. you know, whatever, all these things. I think one of the things that, um, a place to start. And if you worshiped with us this past Sunday, if you didn't, you need to check the podcast or the YouTube channel. Cause Ali Saring did a great job talking mm-hmm. about this, but one of the things that we need to do is have hope, have confident expectation based on God's past record, right? right? Based on his past faithfulness. And so to look back in your life and say, okay, um, God, these are the ways that you came through. These are the ways, these are the things in my life that I can look back and say, um, beyond a shadow of a doubt, if God wasn't with me, I would never made it through, you know, here, here's what it is and build upon that. Remember the faithfulness of God in the past, knowing that God never changes. So his faithfulness will extend, you know, in the future. And so if you're struggling to the challenge that Pastor Quint just gave, which I think is so good. If you're struggling to kind of lay out, okay, so what's my hope for 2021? It's not like a, um, 
magic eight ball kind of hope. Like, uh, uh, am I going to have a boyfriend? Am I going to, you know, it's not that it's saying that, okay, Lord, I've seen your faithfulness. You've always taken care of me. So in 2021, God, you're going to take care of me. You right. know, kind of those, right. those things that you have watched the faithfulness of God, um, you know, add up. And if you can't think of anything, ask somebody in your life how God's been faithful to them. And to be honest, God is, his faithfulness <laughs> extends uh, all generations. He, he's true. He's kind. You know, he is everything, like what he is to someone else, he can also be to you. And so base your 2021 hope on what you've seen happen in other people's lives. I mean, even if you can't possibly think of something in your own, I pray that you can, but I think that that would be a really great place to start. I absolutely agree. And I think the thing is what we don't, maybe what after just a crazy year, and, it, and what feels like getting beat up, what we discount and what we don't take seriously enough is how other people are counting on us to do this. We are the mm-hmm. light of the world. We are to look different. I was looking for it real fast here. I think it's in one of the Peters, but where it talks about how people will see that you live different and ask about it. Yeah. Well, if there was ever a time that the deck was stacked in our favor for that, just have hope mm-hmm. right now. People don't have it. We have hope. And yeah. so we need to cling to that hope we need to find our way back to that That's hope. That's good. And be a hope distributor. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, be someone who's who's um, preaching and talking about the good news and the, the hopeful expectancy of that God's going to win the day, even if your candidate didn't get elected to office, or even if, um, you know, you've been subject of, to racism, or maybe you have had financial crisis or whatever. You have all these theories of what's going to happen to our country. You know what? I don't know what's going to happen, Pastor Quinn. I don't know. But I do know that God's going to win the day and God's going to be faithful through it. And that's what he promises. And so even a a good study on the promises of God would be a great place to start in 2021. Maybe you need uh, to say, you know, get a a good study on that and say to the Lord, okay, what are the promises you've made throughout the generations? I'll I'll take those too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good. Anything else that uh, you wanted to add or should they just read the devotional? Yeah, I would say um, <laughs> read the devotionals. You can get them again, like we said, at eeriefirst.org slash advent um, or pick, a, pick one up here at the church office or grab one Sunday or tell us and we'll gladly bring one to your house uh, if you're in the area. Uh, but just, you know, stay plugged in, check that out. I think that would be um, really good. And then Sunday mornings, 9 and 11 in person, 11 a.m. online. Um, you can hear the messages that coincide with the letters. It's all real, just cohesive. It's a simple Christmas. And really our hope, our plan is to just, um, get us all centered again as we head through this Advent season and into the new year. So thanks so much for joining. Anything else, Pastor Nicole? No, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. All right. We will catch you next time with Pastor Kayla, uh, talking about love in the Advent season.